Hey everybody, welcome to the Weekender Edition of the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Jared D. Sexton. I'm here with Nick Houselman. Uh, if, if you, of course, want to get the full version of the show, go over to patreon.com slash podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. This is going to be an important show. We are talking about all kinds of things, Nick. We're talking about treasonous tours of the Capitol. We're talking about economic decline. I mean, we're, we're getting into so much stuff. A lot of stuff. I don't even know where you want to begin. Well, I'll tell you where I want to begin, Nick. Um, you know, as, as we talk about on the Muckrake podcast, um, we deal a lot with the uh, the milieu of growing authoritarianism, radicalization. Uh, we get really, really deep into ideology. But I want to change something today. And I want to start this show off with a little piece of advice. Because here's the thing, Nick. In our profession... It's the support of the people that keeps us going. Am I wrong? Uh, absolutely that support. And we we appreciate them. We believe in them. So I, I thought today would be a good time to give them a, a little piece of life advice. Are you ready? Uh, please. I could use it too. Here's the thing. A wise man once said, find something that you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Have you heard this before? Yes, it reminds me of a variation of the City Slickers, Curly, you know, one thing. So here is the thing, Nick. What I want to suggest to our, our, our listeners is this. Find something in your life that you love to do half as much as Jenny Thomas and John Eastman love trying to overthrow the government of the United States of America. And if you do that, you will never work a day in, in your life. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, wait. Thank God we figured out this guy, John Eastman, was up to no good, Jared. If only we were on that for months. Trump, I mean, Trump is, he's like, this is, we got it. This guy's got to go to prison. This guy is crazy, right? Look what he was saying to everybody. Can you believe this? This is terrible. I can't believe this is horrible. John Eastman, man, he, uh, he's he, five years minimum and disbarred for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love all of it so much, Nick. And I, I, I want to say before we even jump into this terrible morass of Jenny Thomas and John Eastman, and of course these crazy kids found each other. Oh, of yes. Of course they ended up emailing each other. What else are you doing? And you're wild-eyed and it's late at night and you've watched me YouTube clips. No, no. There's magnets. Don't you know that there's actually magnetic forces that they can't resist each other? I'm telling you. It's it's like iron and magnets and steel, my man. It's just wait, are <laughs> irons attracted by magnets? Sure. It's hard to keep track of magnets. Some sort of metal. Magnets uh -huh. are mysterious. How do they work? So we we got to jump into this. Of course, Jenny Thomas is the um, wife of Clarence Thomas, uh, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, a lot of what the January 6th uh, commission is uncovering is predictable, if not disturbing. But Jenny Thomas, I got to tell you, who has a history in some of the most highly funded and influential groups in the conservative movement and Republican sort of sphere of influence, um, she, she got herself a hobby, Nick. And that hobby was trying to overturn the presidential election of 2020. And the details that are coming out are... Um, I don't want to say unbelievable because they're very believable. Uh, it began with this quick <laughs> she, <laughs> she she personally took it upon herself to try and overturn the results 
in the sovereign state of Arizona. And I want to read real fast, Nick, this this email that she sent out to uh, multiple Republican uh, uh, politicians in Arizona. It turns out she tried to pressure 29 Arizona Republicans to overturn the election. I'm going to read this email real fast. Dear blank, because this is a forum email she's sending out to some... You would include the sign-off on the end of it, right? I hope you do. I I will. It's great. As state lawmakers, you have the constitutional power and authority to protect the integrity of your elections. And we need you to exercise that power now. (laughs) Never before in our nation's history have our elections been so threatened by fraud and unconstitutional procedures. Somebody, by the way, should tell Jenny about the Civil War, but that's neither here nor there. Or even the election of 2000. That's why the nation's eyes are on you. Before you choose your state's electors, I ask you to do two things. And Nick, real fast, let's just, let's do a little bit of, um, let's do a bit of role play. Are you ready? Yeah. You are a powerful person emailing other powerful people to overturn an election and fight what you believe to be one of the greatest crimes in the history of your nation. You ready? Mm-hmm. You're going to ask them to do two things. <laughs> of course. Go what ahead. do you think those two things are? If I am a powerful, powerful person and I believe that this is a you know a fraudulent, well, one of the greatest crimes, if not the greatest crime that's ever been perpetrated in your country. Yeah, well, of course you're going to have to sell them that they uh, they can't count these votes. They have to step. They have to quit probably. Right. What's the first thing that they should do in order to rectify this problem? Redo the election. Well, here's here's what old good Jenny said. Number one, please watch this two-minute video on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yes. I had blocked this out, Jared. I had remembered this because, of course, YouTube is a dear and dear friend of mine. I I just love it. She, she, she came in fire and fury. The nation is in trouble. I'm going to solve this thing. Watch this YouTube video. Yeah. Hey, there are compelling YouTube videos. Let's not sell there that short. There are incredibly compelling YouTube videos. I couldn't I've agree seen more. All, all five of them. I mean, there are. They're out there. But by the way, you know the other kind of videos are out there on YouTube? Bad ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the kind that tell, talk about false flag operations and, and 9-11 conspiracies. Troubling. Troubling. Yeah. So number two, after you've watched this YouTube video, and then please consider what will happen to the nation we all love if you do not stand up and lead. Thank you. Jenny Thomas. Um, first of all, uh, I mean, just incredible work. Uh, the internet has melted that generation's brains uh, in the conservative sphere. That's, that's it's just absolutely incredible that they told everybody that TV was going to just, you know, absolutely decimate the human brain. And the internet just came along and took those same people and just melted them down in record time. Yeah, I'm looking up because, you know, she she has a little um, signature at the end of her emails. And I believe it was the way they confirmed that, that these were authentic to her because it's some absolutely ridiculous thing about her being a patriot. Of, well, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. But anyway, it is it is the, the brain melt without question. But, you know, Clarence Thomas, I kind of, you know, fuck Clarence Thomas. Let's just say that. Oh, but no. Then, I, for years and years and years, for so many different reasons, fuck Clarence Thomas. Right. I mean, because, you know, he never asked a question, uh, you know, for 25 or 30 years. Never. Wait, did I, I just to make sure, because this is an important anecdote. I don't know if our listeners know this, but 
Clarence Thomas as a justice has been so inert and so quiet that there's this story. He like asked a question. I think it was like a couple of years ago, and it was like everybody in the room was like, "What the hell? Yeah, oh right. god, oh god." <laughs> it was. You know what it was like? Headline. It was like remember the movie Seven, and the guy had been tortured, and he looked, and he's clearly dead. He's Nobody on the bed. Was- dead and they're like within an inch of his face and all of a sudden he coughs and he's really alive like that I, fright which i'm still scared of to this day was probably the same reaction know this because unless you were a complete political sicko you don't know this it literally was a headline yeah in multiple newspapers it was a segment on cable news that clarence thomas raised his voice in a, in a hearing but yes absolutely fuck him and and by the way his wife, Jenny Thomas, who is just running, ragging and all of this stuff. Also, just to remember, she also pushed Mark Meadows, chief of staff under Trump, to overturn the election. Now, all of a sudden, it turns out, obviously, that she's been sharing emails with John Eastman. And John Eastman, again, to remind people what's going on, John Eastman was the lawyer who has ties to the Claremont Institute, which is the far right uh, uh, conservative nationalist project who who want a Caesar installed. He comes to the White House with a quote unquote legal way of overturning the election, who has just been working all over the place. It turns out the two of them have been going back and forth with emails trying to overturn the election, which for those keeping track at home, if you have your big board up on the wall and you're connecting things with strings, now connects the wife of a Supreme Court justice to a lawyer who is actively trying to overthrow the election. And Nick, are you ready for this little uh, little bit of news? Mm-hmm. Well, now it turns out that John Eastman was telling people, I'm sure completely independently of this conversation, that he had inside information that the Supreme Court justices were having an internal argument and debates over what they would do if the election of 2020 was thrown to the Supreme Court. Somehow or another, John Eastman, who was emailing hours and hours and hours with Jenny Thomas trying to overturn the election, had inside information that the Supreme Court justices were debating amongst themselves what they would do if the case got to the Supreme Court. Well, you're leaving out one of, one of the leads here, which was that John Eastman was a clerk for Clarence Thomas. He was a clerk for Clarence Thomas. And just so you understand, it's not like he was, you know, getting sandwiches and like would only go in the office, kind of like uh, in Goodfellas when he, you know, he's delivering and has to go hide in the corner and stuff. Right. When you're a clerk, you work extremely closely with the person you're clerking for. Now, Ginny Thomas even comes out with an interesting quote where she says, like so many married couples, we, me and Clarence, share many of the same ideals, principles, and aspirations for America. So let's not make it clear like these guys are separate. This is not um, uh, Carville and uh, Matlin, right? Like, you know what I mean? These, these are the, they're on the same page here. He also, uh, his was the only vote that said do not release this, these, uh, these emails in the first place. No, real, fa- real fast, just to set the record straight. Carvel and Matlin, like so many of these people, it's like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, yelling at each other on screen and then clanging and banging in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, like, it, that's professional wrestling, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I never could understand how that works, but hey, listen, love works in mysterious ways. Uh, and the Claire Thomas thing, just to put a button on that one, is you know the idea that he doesn't ask questions was simply because he knew, everybody knew, that he was placed there 
to rubber stamp every single conservative every, uh, decision they needed. That he, he would sleep during the thing, and then we, oh wait, well, we're conservative, and then he stamp put a stamp on it. That's all he cared about. Um, so this is like you know you need that context to understand where we're coming from now. And then with Ginny Thomas running around here doing all this stuff, Virginia, by the way, we should call her. Let's call her Virginia because you know they're going to have to give her the middle name when she goes to prison, right? Oh, I man, I don't see her going to prison, but my God, this this needs to stop. This is this is a communication uh, that Eastman had been sending to people, and a reminder that as this thing is happening, there are so many people. And a reminder: the the January sixth big lie thing. This is about grifting, right? It's about raising as much money as possible in order to, you know, enrich yourself. But also it's a lot of freelancers who are out there trying very hard to gain power, stature, but also to put into motion this ideology where they want to overthrow democracy. You know, it's funny because all, all morning long we're watching the testimony from January 6th. And what they're, tr- they're methodically and very clearly establishing is that John Eastman didn't believe what he was trying to push. He didn't he, care. Right. Because, like, part of me wants to think, like, Ginny Thomas, she probably believed that it was stolen. Like, in her adult mind, and there's there's people of color around, they're voting too much. Like, I'm sure that all that all has, that, that factors into it. Now, listen, can we be really straight about this? Yeah. Ginny Thomas is obviously not well. I, some, yeah, I mean, first there, of all, she look, married it, Clarence Thomas. There is, and I want to recommend this. I sent this to you um, yesterday. There was a very good Slate article that uh, was an excerpt from an upcoming book that is is blank my mind. I'll, I'll, I'll remember it here soon. But it was about conspiracy theorists who believe that like mass shootings are, you know, false flags. The kids aren't actually being killed at Sandy Hook or Uvalde or whatever. And it profiled this really sad woman who has become like one of the leading conspiracy theorists in this idea. And what you notice in this is these people, as we've talked about in the past, they have like an emptiness in them. Right. They don't they, they, they don't have a purpose. Maybe they're disappointed in the world. Maybe they feel a lack of control. They fill it up with conspiracy theories and these attacks on democracy and institutions. Jenny Thomas has obviously in some way, some shape or form is filling some sort of a need within her identity or self and has I mean, it's the same thing with someone like a Michael Lindell. Right. This thing has brought in so many different types of people who need something. You know what I mean? They need to be involved in this thing. So let's make that clear. And what's interesting is that like uh, like, you know, Trump obviously needed to win the election because he didn't you know, he didn't want his status to change. Well, and I'll tell you what else he needed. Sweet, sweet cash. Yeah, right. So sweet, sweet cash. And he got it. He, you know what? He probably got more for losing than he did. Than he would get for winning in the Senate. That's time. the American way, Nick. Right, but but here's the, the thing: producers. Ginny Thomas's status does not change with Trump losing because she's still the wife of a Supreme Court justice who has that role for the rest of his life. So this is what's interesting that her her stake in this is is some other, you know, level of adult brain function, because, you know, she wouldn't nothing that wouldn't have changed the status where that would needed to feel that kind of void. So you might want to take that jump and think that she just simply believed that this was a fraudulent election. And but and she believed it because she was watching YouTube videos. And you've been listening to a free 
preview of our Patreon-exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are... Uh, really good group of people so you should do that that is patreon.com slash muckrake podcast we'll see everybody next week